to the sooner right fielder. It's a bunt, and it's a beauty. Here comes Boone. She'll score. Alo's thrown out at first, but the home run queen of all time in college softball just laid down a squeeze bunt. 3-2 pitch. Cold strike three. They'll throw to first to cement it. Win column Sooners. Game over in run rule fashion for the 27th time this season as Oklahoma improves to 33 and 0 they run rule Tulsa today by the final score of 9 to 0 16 days to the spring game just remind y'all cuz if you forgot have amnesia I think there was anybody up top yesterday at Marita Hines going why you bump Nalo? Swing away! We're never going to win the World Series by bunning aloe. Anybody up there you think are doing that? Um, Doubtful. doubtful. Come on, coach! Let her swing the bat! Welcome back. Hour 3, T-Row in the morning show on a Thursday, April 7. Toby and TJ back with you. They are underway at Augusta. Uh, not much happening yet. Olathabu, Spahn, Harrington, Mize, and Straka, and Molinari all at even. Greaser is at plus one. That's who you picked, right, TJ? Greaser? Mike Weir, two over. He double bogeyed the first hole. Nope, TJ picked Tiger Woods. I got Rory McIlroy. Tyler Woodward has Colin Morikawa. Our Masters Leaderboard Update brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions, Toby. Oh, that's right. It's springtime. If you notice standing water in your yard, most importantly your foundation around your home, call Blue Collar Drainage Solutions today. Experts in French drains in Oklahoma. They love Andouille sausage there, too. 405-430-6828. 6828 Blue Collar Drainage Solutions Masters Scoreboard Update. Good job. I would have forgot that. Way to go. I had a, uh, my last house had this problem. Rain, just giant pond in my front yard. Oh, yeah? Had to go French drain. I've got French drains in my backyard right now. Let me understand what that is. Uh, so, like, if you get water in certain areas, it'll uh, drain and, and uh, push it to a different area where it'll drain out where you don't have the standing water and everything. So then you've got it in your front yard like that or along your house it will it's uh, underneath the turf yeah yeah mm-hmm. and this is how they do it in france 
I don't know how, why it's called the French drain. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I would imagine probably something to do with that. Maybe that's how their streets and drainage system works. I don't know. I don't know why they Are call it the French drain. Are you ready for on this day? I was born ready. DJ. I was born ready on this day if I was on born on this day. The, ready. It is time, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, go. for on this day. 14 and negative one is your record uh, on the year, TJ. I have three regulation, one bonus for you today. I will not be giving you, uh, on this date, Oklahoma, the uh, the state of Oklahoma, ended prohibition in 1959 on this date. How about that? I will not be giving you that one today. Here we go. All three of the regulation OTDs today are sports-related. And we start here. On this date, what year? Did Dirk Nowitzki play his final game in a Dallas Mavericks uniform? Oh, that would have been. Got to get within three. Three seasons ago? Three or four. Uh, 2018 or 2019. I think it was 2019. I'll go 2019 final answer. Fade away. Hit it! That's right. 2019. Dirk Nowitzki. April 7, by the way, is the day today, TJ. April 7, 2019, Dirk Nowitzki played his final Boy, game. Boy, someone in posted uh, the players that he went through to win that championship. What a list, man. What, what a run. A run. What a guy. What a guy. What a really. guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, they get harder from here. On this date, what year, TJ, did Syracuse and Carmelo Anthony defeat Kansas to win the college basketball national championship. That would have been... I think they beat every Big 12 team on their way to the title that yeah. year. Yeah. Including Oklahoma. Early 2000s. I'm guessing it would have been. Maybe maybe this is the 20th anniversary. Was that 02? Um, you're not going to answer that. Uh, I'll say 02 final answer. Take your time. I mean, it would have been... <laughs> God! Oh, he the baked years. it in! He baked it in! Oh, three. Oh, three. Oh, three. Oh, two was the year OU went to the Final Four. And, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, Maryland that's right. won mm-hmm. it that year. Yeah. Oh, three was the uh, Carmelo Anthony okay. run. All right, two for two. All right, one more regulation today. This is the hardest of the regulations, TJ. April 7 of what year on this date did Jack Nicholas win his first of six green jackets. Jack just hit the ceremonial tee shot. Right. And was not happy today. Pushed it out to the right. He won this event six times at Augusta. The question is, on what year on this day did he win his first Masters? I would guess sometime in the 60s? I don't think it would have been late 50s. I'll say, I'll go 1960. I'll say 1960 final answer. I'm golf trivia. You're giving me golf trivia. I have no idea. Golf. Uh, Holy mackerel! Ooh, I got that? I can't believe you got that. Well, I mean, 19... uh, the 60s, I would assume, but. 1963. Oh, I almost didn't get it. Jack Nicholas won his first green. I was like, you putting him in the 50s. I said, How old do you think Jack is? Well, I said late 50s, meaning 58, 59. Yeah. So. You got it. Okay. 
You got it. A three and zero. Oh. I thought you'd miss that one. Well done. You're now that was a lucky guess. And negative one on the year. Very impressive. You're as good at this as you are the birthdays. Again, I think it's the window. Because I was either going to go 1960 or 65, so I would have been right either way just because of the window we're playing with here. Don't don't try to downplay your brilliance. I, I'm just saying as long as you get oh, the decade, you're, you're pretty good. What you're great at, okay? Because you're terrible at a lot of things. <laughs> so you're great at this and own it. Some of these. It's like me. I've got a bunch of really bad body parts, Okay. But my calves, calves are extraordinary. Oh, yeah. You've let us know about the calves Own today. it. Own it. Okay? All right. All right. All right. Three and oh, now you got one bonus today. You could you could buy yourself yet another miss. You've already got one in the bank. You could buy yourself another future miss with the bonus OTD today. April 7th, on this date, what year? Now, don't rush to this, TJ. Think it through. Did Attila the Hun plunder Mets in northeastern France? What? Attila the Hun went on a plundering spree on this day in northeastern France, TJ. I think... We're looking for the year. It was this date, April 7th, of what year? Uh, I think that was in 1984. Seems like I remember playing Pac-Man and hearing about that. So, uh, 1984, final answer. Coach K takes <laughs> no, it out. I got no idea, Tiller the Hun. I mean, doing? poor effort. You didn't even try on that one. <laughs> Embarrassing effort. The answer is 451. 451, yeah. No, yeah I, you could have given me a 300-year window. I wouldn't have got that one. Question. We haven't really had a plunderer since it. I guess the Pirates do some. What's the difference between pillaging and plundering? A lot of times um, they'll say they pillaged and plundered. This was apparently just a plundering. Just a plundering? What's a what's a pillaging and a plundering? What's I the don't difference? Know. I would have assumed they're the same thing. They go through a town and you you kind of bully everybody and take everything, right? They take all their gold and their jewelry and they kind of plunder a town. Was there a difference between when you pillage, pillaging and plundering? When you pillage, you come in there and take, uh, you know, dig through what they leave behind. After they plunder? So you're saying plundering comes first, followed by That's pillaging? That's where it's the bullying and taking of stuff, followed by, yeah. Oh, so the plundering is the actual bullying. And taking but, of what they want and what they leave behind, then they come and... Hang on a second. Kind of so they drop some stuff while they're plundering, <laughs> and the pillaging comes behind? Yeah, I think so. That's, uh, that's what I'll say. So that's in the I'll plundering say. process, they've got to do some bullying. And because of that, sometimes they don't get everything in their satchels or whatever. That's where the pillaging comes in. Hey, go pillage that town to make sure we got everything That's in the process. That's what I'll say. I feel comfortable with that answer. Final answer, yes. Coach K takes an L. Actually, I don't know. That might be right. I have no idea. Maybe there's a historian out there that can let us know. Michael Dean. Like Michael Dean, are you Pirates. Listening? would pillage and plunder a village, you know? Or Vikings. Didn't Vikings do a bunch of pillaging and plundering? Not what they did yeah, back in the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're right. And Attila the Hun, that's like Attila's whole reputation was as a pillager and plunderer. Just if would you go pillage, around is that, Europe. 
plunder, maybe you tear through there and take out anybody you can take out. And pillage, you just kind of pick through things. Maybe you're not as violent. Maybe that's it. Pillage sounds like a gentler word than plunder. right. So pillaging is a softer hand. That's right. That's what you're telling me? Let's see. We got a text here. Let's see what this says. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. As verbs, the difference between pillage and plunder is that pillage is to loot or plunder by force, especially in time of war, while plunder is to pillage, take, or destroy all the goods of by force, as in war, to raid, sack. Did that that say anything (laughs) That said both words in the same thing. Pillage is plunder, and plunder is pillage. (laughs) Pillage is to loot or plunder by force, especially in time of war, while plunder is to pillage, take, or destroy all the goods of by force, as in war. (laughs) So apparently it's the same thing. It's the same thing. What I'm hearing there is maybe... You're kind of right. Like, plunder is a more forceful act than pillage. Yeah, because it says to take and destroy. Can you pillage without plundering? Can one exist without the other? I don't know. Mm. Huh. Mm. Uh, There's a bunch of other texts with Putin and stuff on here. I probably don't want to get into those and read them. Yeah, let's don't get into that. Okay. Uh, Plunder Uh... refers to the roving of soldiers through recently conquered territory in search of money and goods. Pillage describes the acts of stripping a conquered city or people of valuables. Hmm. It sounds like the same thing. I think it is. Okay. All right. So you missed the Attila the Hun question, but you got the others. You end today's OTD with a 17 and negative one record. Mark Williams joins us live. We're talking men's gymnastics next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. I think plundering is what the OU softball team does when they play a road that, game, That's right? exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> they go into your city, steal all the runs, and go back home. All right, we join, we're joined now by uh, Mark Williams, national championship coach of the OU men's gymnastics program. Well, it is almost time to get serious about this gymnastics thing. We've got the NCAA qualifier and championships coming up next weekend, and they are in Norman, folks. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Toby. I'm doing great. Thanks. It's good. It's good to have you on. Uh, let, let's talk about conference. First of all, last weekend you went to uh, the MPSF championship. That's the conference you guys are in out in uh, Palo Alto, California. Got a couple of wins, Stanford nipped you, but how'd you feel like you guys uh, performed? Actually, we did pretty well. You know, I was I was happy with the overall performance. Uh, Fuzzy Bennis, our and a freshman, Phnom, he ended up second in the all-around, uh, one vault, second on floor, and uh, Jack Freeman, I think, was second on high bar. So we we got some, you know, we, we got enough that we were there, and, and, and I don't know, I, I felt like we did a good job until maybe the last event. We kind of let things get away from us on high bar, but overall, we had a, our best score of the season and put us... Uh, 
second ranked in the nation going into the NCAA championships. Um, how are we looking on the health front going into next week? Good. We didn't really have anything that was significant that uh, came up at the conference meet. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, the next week and a half we, we stay healthy. We, we have a one on six, uh, on Friday and then we kind of move our focus to being in Lloyd Noble on Tuesday, uh, the setup and we'll get a chance to practice there for the first time. And, and then, uh, all the teams start coming in on Wednesday. We have different sessions warming up on Thursday and the meet gets started on Friday next week. It is the LNC like what's the importance of you guys getting in there and being able to work a little bit? Will it have a different feel to it than McCaslin Fieldhouse? Will the setup be any different or will it pretty much be the same? Yeah, it's going to be very different. Uh, the Fieldhouse is kind of a you know quaint environment. Uh, we're used to that with all of our home meets there. We, we haven't been in the Lloyd Noble since uh, our last hosting of the championships in 2015. And we set up the, uh, the gymnastics podium like they use at the Olympics, uh, put all the apparatus on top of it. So it becomes a, a very different kind of a gymnastics environment. It's actually great because the podium allows for a little bit more bouncy floor involved, um, a little bit more fun environment for the guys. It feels like you're up on a stage and, uh, you know, the last time we hosted, it was a tremendous atmosphere. The guys uh, ended up winning a national championship. And so we're hoping that having things back home, being on our own floor, sleeping in our own bed, not having to travel, gives us a little bit of an advantage. What will the uh, walk us through how next weekend's going to work with the qualifier on Friday and then the actual championships on Saturday? Right. We've got uh, 12 teams that come in. There's uh, two different sessions. The first session starts at 1 o'clock on Friday. Uh, Stanford will be in that, that group with Nebraska. Um, from those six teams, the top three will advance to Saturday. The second session on Friday is at 7 p.m. Oklahoma will be in that session along with Michigan, um, Navy, Ohio State, Army, and Air Force. So those are the six teams we're paired with. And, again, the top three will advance to Saturday. The, the finals are 6 o'clock on Saturday, and the top six teams will go for a national championship. And we could talk this more about our next week when we chat about strategy-wise, but the goal Friday is to be good enough to get in but maybe not necessarily do everything, or am I wrong about that? Yeah, we've always tried to just leave a little bit in the tank so that we get into finals, we're putting our best lineup up. We don't have to qualify necessarily individuals on on Friday if the team advances. So my plan is probably not to have my best guys, uh, you know, Fuzzy, Riddell Gamboa, uh, Vitaly Gamera is not to do the all around on Friday, but save that for Saturday. And, and then, you know, we got to put it all on the floor on Saturday and let's see if we can stack up against Stanford and make a run. We think 
we have the advantage in consistency and execution. Stanford has the advantage in a little bit more difficulty. And we'll see which one wins out. Yeah, there was a seven-point difference basically between you at the conference uh, championship out in Palo Alto, but that was their home turf. Do you feel like the change of venue is seven-point flip-worthy? Could help you that much? Well, it would be difficult. They'd have to give us some opportunities. They, they really didn't struggle at all. They, they had a great meet, maybe their best meet for sure of the season, and it, it was a pretty daunting challenge to go up against them you know, hitting throughout the competition on a home floor with their fans in the in the stands. You know, if, if we get on a roll, I think we can be better. Um, if we put a little pressure on them, maybe they'll they'll struggle a little here and there. Um, so you know, it, that that's why we uh, we show up. You know, we yeah. <laughs> we want to have our best day, and you know, maybe this year our best day is going to be challenging with uh, Michigan and. And Stanford runs away with things, but um, if the door's open, we'll be ready to jump through it. They're the significant favorite, is what you're telling me, coming into next week, and we need them to uh, feel the pressure of being the significant favorite. And you need the home crowd to get behind you. Absolutely, yeah they yeah. they are they are very good. They have uh, you know the Olympic medalist uh, Brody Malone is kind of the odds-on favorite to win the all-around. Uh, he's a senior for for Stanford, and you know I've I've got some younger guys that are starting to push that. So we're we're you know we're not saying this isn't going to be over, but uh, you know we've hosted four national championships in the past, and we've won three out of those four. So we're hoping we can give it a run. Now this year they went to this kind of a dual format, where you and and whoever you were going up against would both do the vault. And then you'd both move to, uh, you know, the horse or whatever. I assume that can't be the case now. We're not going to line six teams up on the vault. We're going to go back to the <laughs> traditional format, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, there'll be six events going on at one time. Um, therefore, the setup is going to be uh, basically three events will go at one time. Uh, we'll alternate between, like, floor will go and then vault will go uh pommel horse will go and then the team on on parallel bars will go and it'll, it'll just be basically you can watch three events at a time but there'll be a, a time warm-up there'll be a touch before we go and then everybody starts to go at the same time so it'll be kind of a six ring circus uh at times where a lot going on i'm going to ask you a really dumb question now okay this is a question that that I've never asked you before, and I'm going to guess you've never been asked before. But, you know, different baseball players like different bats. Uh, different basketball players prefer different shoes. Is chalk chalk? Or are there, like, no. different brands of chalk and different kinds of chalk that certain guys prefer over other? Yeah, there, there really is a difference. Um, there's a, a very powdery chalk that, Guys tend to feel like it's a little too slippery. There's a really dry kind of chalk that sometimes doesn't feel like you get the kind of grip that you want. So there's there there is a difference, and uh, you know we've we've had to kind of shop around a little bit for the the, the chalk that these guys like the most, and and uh, it's 
kind of a mix of being, you know, not too dry, but not too fluffy. And, uh, you know, kind of grips onto their hands and, and is able to adhere to the apparatus. And, yeah, there's, there's kind of a science behind the whole grip issue in gymnastics for sure with their, their chalk and their honey and, you know, how they wet the bar down and then. Wait, what the is honey? What do you use honey for? Yeah, they use honey on uh, parallel bars to kind of make it sticky so that, you know, when they go up, they feel like they have a better grip when they go below the bar. Like if they're swinging in a long position, like on the high bar, mm-hmm. your hands have to actually readjust and, and come off the bar as you do like a giant action or a, a, or a peach scale where you go under the bar and then back above. And that's a that's a big torque on your hands, you know, so that they're very particular about whether they're going to slip off or not. So we're talking different brands of honey for different guys, or is there a yeah. universal team honey? Same kind of thing. Some some guys like sugar water. Some guys like syrup. Some guys like Cairo syrup and honey. And I mean, there's <laughs> there's all kinds of combinations that you. You mess around with and and try to find like the best that's that's tacky but not you know not to the slippery point and uh, and it does you know it makes a difference if a guy comes up and uh, there's a little bit too much honey on the bars and it's too wet then then you'll slip. What if the guy bef- what if the guy before you got it all honeyed up and you don't like the way it is? What do you what do you do about that? They usually go out there and they spray it down and they they take sandpaper and they scrape off what was there and then they kind of start over. So you're actually going to see like a pit crew sometimes on parallel bars where you have <laughs> the whole team out there trying to figure out how to get the bars the way you want them. Do you do that to the rings too? Not quite as much. They do try to make sure that there's even amount of chalk, but there, there isn't the same issue on rings because you're, you, you get to wear the, uh, the grips that have sort of the dowel yeah. that helps yeah. holding on. And there's really not the ability to have a dowel on parallel bars because you're you're hanging, but you're also supporting, and it would just get in the way. Hmm. Fascinating. Have you ever been asked about shock before? Um, not on the radio, but, there we you go. Know, yes, people have Breaking asked new ground about today. that. There you Breaking go. Breaking new ground. All right. Hey, Coach, we'll talk to you next week right before the event. Uh, good luck in the preparation this week as you guys get ready to pursue another title. Appreciate it. Thank you, Toby. Have right, a good one. Coach. Enjoy opening day. You too. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. See you. <laughs> Bye-bye. I've got a luncheon and two shows to host. My mind's blown right now. How about that, huh? Did you have any idea about that? I've been I just to thought events. chalk was chalk. I've been to events. I've never known. I never knew any of that. I never knew about the honey. I never knew about there's different chalks. I never didn't know any of that. Cairo sir, like just rolling out with your different condiments. I'm a Griffin's guy, uh, right? <laughs> I never knew any of that. You get out there with sandpaper, and I don't think uh, like watching the Olympics. I've ever heard them talk about it. I don't think I've ever even heard that discussed before. That's why we're the third or fourth highest oh, ranked show in the market. What? Right there, what? And a, what an interview! Uh, make sure. When it becomes macaroni submission time next year, TJ, let's make sure that line uh, of I'm questioning. I'm putting in the chalk line, yeah. It's conveyed in there. We'll be back.
The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. I just came to the realization that this, I think, will be the year the Reds win the World Series again, TJ. Uh, Overlooked by everyone. Bunch of young guys that are passionate about the game. Probably going to overachieve this year and grab that magical carpet ride all the way. And it starts today against the Atlanta Braves. Hmm. I just That just now hit me that that's probably going to happen. That's weird because I had the same visions about the Texas Rangers. So well, one of us has to be right. I mean, I see no way we both could be wrong. Right. So one of us has to be right. Would you like to do the pet of the week right now, TJ? Oh, sure. Let me uh, let me find it here. I know I've got the pet it. of the week brought to you by all kinds of syrup, whatever your preference may be: sugar water, uh, Cairo, Griffins. I don't know if you can say the other kind. Did we did we do away with the other kind of syrup that was very popular? Didn't we? Didn't that get banned? I believe or something. I'm not um, sure. We'll leave it. We'll leave it yeah, at that. Yeah, you might leave it at that. Like, we're not supposed to. I'm not sure. That, I'm not yeah. sure where we stand with that. Yeah. All right. What's our uh, pet of the week this week? Pet of the week brought to you by Doctor Otto and University Animal Hospital and OK Canine Corral, your doggy daycare grooming resort for your puppy, right here in Norman. Two locations. We got two pets of the week this week. A duo, troublemakers. It sounds like Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> Blue Heelers, nine months old. Bonnie, female, weighs about 35 pounds. Clyde's a male, 43 pounds. Both available for adoption. And I will Should tell you. The weight of a female. Uh, someone almost got in their car and drove down to the uh, Norman Animal Shelter earlier this week when we received the email. Oh, really? Uh, man. Is it I, about time to I pull don't, the trigger on another No, dog? it's not. But, boy, when I saw Bonnie and Clyde smiling at me in these pics. Talk about a couple of uh, cute dogs. Um, problem is, I would only want one, and I don't know if you want to divide them up. I mean, I'm guessing they'll div- uh, adopt them individually, but, I mean, they're a duo. Bonnie and Clyde. They commit crimes together. That's right. That's right. Um, they are blue healer. There's no way to describe the color or anything because it's all over the place. There's uh, peppered, uh, black, brown, white, um Super happy-looking dogs. Big smiles on their face. Tongue just hanging out. Incredibly cute nine-month-old blue healers. Bonnie and Clyde. I mean, I don't know what else to say about them. They're awesome-looking dogs. Forgive me for asking this. Blue healers, very smart. The way the picture's taken, it is not obvious. Do you know which one's Bonnie and which one's Clyde? I don't. I'm going to think... I think that the first pick, kind of a more side angle, I think that's Clyde. He looks bigger. And he weighs more. It says he's about eight pounds heavier. The the bottom picture looks thinner to me, so I think that's Bonnie. A little more gray in the muzzle of the first one, a little more brown in the muzzle of the second one. Yeah. But they look very similar. But I have no idea, to be honest. Uh, yeah, there's no way and to And these are, I suppose, brothers and sisters? Brother and sister? I would think so. I would be surprised if it they're not. It doesn't say that here. It doesn't say that, but in their but eyes, they, they just the same look, age. look alike. They're the same age, so I'm assuming from the same litter, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. You own a ranch. 
Bonnie oh, yeah, and Clyde perfect, perfect. help you out on the ranch. You wear boots for a living, really comfortable boots, yeah. and you, you yeah. ride horses and rustle cattle, then these are the dogs for you. Awesome, awesome-looking uh, pair of dogs. I bet they're fast, too. They look really fast. The big triangular mm-hmm. ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good-looking dogs. They You're are. right. These they are, are good-looking dogs with cool names. I like Bonnie and Clyde. That's fun. All right. How could people adopt Bonnie and Clyde? Contact the Norman Animal uh, Welfare, 3428 South Jenkins Avenue. Their phone number is 405-292-9736. Say, hey, heard about Bonnie and Clyde. Are they still available? I would love to come down and see them. They'll set you up an appointment. If you're out of the area, want to see the animals available in your area, adoptapet.com. Put in your zip code or bring up the shelters near you. And a big thanks to Dr. Otto University Animal Hospital and OK Canine Corral. Let's recap the highlights of the show today, TJ. Okay. Uh, we discussed in great detail athleisure wear. Yes. Uh, pot roast. We uh, Correct. Yes. Yeah, I remember you mentioning your pot roast. Uh, chalk and honey made mm-hmm. the show today. Yes. All around good show. Pillage and plunder. Pillage and plunder. I forget the conversation. We never really got to the bottom of the whole <laughs> differentiating between pillaging and plundering. Right. That's a good show right there. Athleisure wear, chalk and honey, pillage and plundering, and pot roast. Sprinkle in a little sports whenever you can find a nook or cranny to do so. Quality broadcast. I'm guessing you won't get those topics anywhere else today. No. Not a chance. No, not a one of them, much less all of them in one package. Yeah, I'm, You know what we're going to talk about from 2 to 6 today? Football. Probably, uh, yeah, yeah, probably so. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm answering a text message. I thought you were going to talk longer on that. T- okay. Masters update, TJ. Let's, uh, let's give one more Masters leaderboard here. Patty Harrington out to a two-under lead early on through four holes. Higo and Migliazzi at one under. Then you've got a host that are just starting. They're even. Greaser, My, Straka, Couples, and Swafford. Already over par. Weir, Molinari, Singh, Palmer, Lee, Lee, and Young all at plus one. Great law. Olathabal at plus two. Spawn at plus three. Tiger against he's off just after 10 a.m. now this morning. They had about a half-hour delay getting underway. And our scoreboard Masters leaderboard sponsor is... Masters update brought to you by Blue Collar Draining Solutions. If you've got a standing water after a storm has passed in your yard, Blue Collar Drainage Solutions are the experts in French drains in Oklahoma because when it rains, Toby, it drains with Blue Collar Drainage. 405-430-6828 to learn more about Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. The man on the call for that small ball uh, exhibition last night, Chris Plank, will join us when we come back for the crossover as we wrap up an opening day edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County family, YMCA. We welcome in now Chris Plank. Sooner softball team now 33-0, 9-1 win over Tulsa last night. Good morning, Plank. 
What's up, Toby? How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Good quick game last night. I think it was our fastest of the season. I think uh, hour 30 last night. They cooked. And uh, it's wild because Oklahoma, and it's unique for me because, right, that's my alma mater. And that's kind of, I started as the PA guy when I was in college for softball and, and volleyball and soccer. So it's always kind of cool whenever you see your alma mater come to town and Usually they put up a little bit of a better fight, but boy, last night Oklahoma was playing small ball, dude. How about Jocelyn Allo laying down the squeeze bunt? Yeah, I saw that. That would have never uh, been approved of at Eldale Mitchell Park, but got the job done yesterday. <laughs> Patty would have been Patty would have been yelled at for that over at Eldale. But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it, are they not happy with small ball? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, we played small ball no. last night, Toby. I know. You think that was a concerted effort to say, hey, let's yes. work on some things? Um, I think it I, – I don't – okay. Um, maybe not so much to work on things, but to kind of say we can do it. And that win, dude, was something else last night. Um, oh, was it blowing it was in? Yeah, it was – I don't know, TJ, what it was like for you in town last night. Tiro, I don't know what it was like for you. But, I mean, in that stadium, it was significant. I want to say that my my app showed me like 27, 28, 30-mile-an-hour wind at times, and it was blowing straight in. I mean, there was at least one home run ball that ended up um, blown into foul territory basically in the bullpen because of of that wind that was knocking it down towards left and center field. So it was it was significant last night. And I, I kind of think that, and Nicole Mendez did the game with me last night. She kind of felt the same way that, you know, hey, maybe let's swing down on some balls. Let's let's hit line drives and let's see if we can't manufacture some runs. Stole five bases last night. Um, you know, I, I meant Jocelyn squeeze wasn't the only one. It, there was a little soft slap. Jada Coleman kind of squeeze bunt play. So, it was really cool, man. It was different than what you typically see uh, for Oklahoma Sooner softball in a midweek, and it was it was good to see. When's the last time they didn't homer in a game? Uh, so it has happened um, recently, right? They, um, gosh, it wasn't. It was like I, it wasn't a Utah game, but it was since then. It was, it's only been like six or seven games uh, since they hadn't homer in a game. Maybe maybe even less than that. But hmm. it's. It's really, I mean, I know that this might be nerdy, in, in the weeds, kind of softball, baseball mindset, but I, I've covered a team for two years that just mashes, right? I mean, they just, they just mash at the place. They, they, are, they are hitting nukes over left and center field, and uh, they, they set the all-time home run record in one game for homers in a game, and last year they set the all-time home run record for a season. Um, and they, they're on track to have a really good number this year. But there's just something that whenever you see them play the way that they did last night, it's kind of a little bit of a throwback, right? They still they had a throwing error, but yeah, it, they've had to win in similar fashion this year uh, and rely on their pitching some, but never with that degree of, of true success. That was really awesome to see last night. Hey, how good's Texas Tech? I... Did, by the way, did you know Tech and baseball are playing in Lubbock this weekend? Tech, yes. Uh, Tech and Kansas State playing up in Lubbock this weekend? Right. 
I, yes. I don't think Tech's ever been home for a baseball series when we've been there for softball. So that's going to be interesting, number one. Um, number two, Tech softball, okay, roller coaster season. Tiro, I don't know um, how in-depth you want me to go because I, I, could, I could break you down. How, just but, good or not good or not good? Okay. Okay. Like a team, a, a team that they should beat three times, run roll maybe two of those three games. Okay. Right. And, 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 you know, get Olivia Reigns transferred to Texas Tech. She was a pitcher here last year. Um, it was a team that is, is three games over 500, but, you know, it seems like when they step up in competition, they get, they get smoked, got, got rolled by Clemson, but they've played two really tight top 10 teams. They only lost to Washington one zip and they nearly beat Northwestern. So they've had some moments, but um, this, this is a series that, you know, you, Oklahoma goes down there and they should be able to take care of business. Can fans uh, turn around and talk to you in the booth there like they can over at Dan Law Field? Yes, and they do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, too, is they don't – this will be the biggest crowd that Texas Tech gets because Oklahoma brings an incredible amount of fans. Uh, Lubbock's not, you know, the greatest drive in the world, but maybe if you're around and you don't get to go, you can drive there. So there will be a lot of Sooner fans there. But, Toby, not only are those Tech fans where they can turn around and look at you in the booth, they can walk in it. So, you know, i got to be kind of careful because it's <laughs> – I mean, literally, they can get up and just walk right in the booth. So, are the uh, it'll, softball it'll be games fun this weekend? Are the softball games at the same time as the baseball games? Yeah, pretty much all weekend. So, hmm. there's there's only one variance, and it's on Sunday. Uh, our game's at noon, and theirs is at two. But for the most part, same time. Watch out for Haxton. He may just walk in and punch you in the face at some point this weekend. Oh, you do. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you staying at the Love Overton? It. No, no, we stayed at the Double Tree. I don't think I've ever stayed at the Double Tree there in Lubbock. So, hmm. all right, Different. all right, man. Know, have right? a good show today. That is interesting. All right, yeah. Toby. Uh, talk to you. Do some podcasts later. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, see some of you out at Rudy's tonight. We got a huge lineup at Rudy's tonight: Teddy, Curtis Lofton, Demarco Murray, Kale Gundy, KJ Kendler, Jenny Baranchek, Maddie Williams, Lindsey Gray Walton. It's going to be a, a fun night to come on out and have some barbecue with us if you want to watch the shows. Have a great opening day, everybody.